It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on Thursday, April 8th. And Brad, the weather right now is spectacular in our region. What is going on? Yeah, it's been uh, spectacular, Dan, and it's going to continue to be very, very nice today. Uh, The sun will be shining. The temperature will be up near 70. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday, April 9th, looks like a beautiful day. Sunshine. Again, you get away from the Connecticut shoreline. The temperature will be up near 70. Uh, Saturday, we'll have sun being replaced by clouds. Uh, temperature once again up near 70 away from the Connecticut shoreline. But then after that, Dan, we will uh, get into a cooler and more showery type weather pattern. And Dan, we could actually use some rain because as I was telling you, uh, as we started our conversation offline, we haven't had any measurable rain since uh, April 1st. So we've gone more than a week without any measurable rain. And I think we're going to go another three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, before we start getting into a showery pattern. Yeah, this kind of disputes the notion of April showers. We really haven't had any April showers so far other than April 1st. What's happening? No, correct. And it's all to do with the upper atmosphere, Dan. Uh, you know, we... we have what we call a lapse rate in the atmosphere. And we've talked about that before. The, the, the idea that uh, if you go to the base of Mount Washington, say in August, and uh, the temperature at the base of Mount Washington is 75, and then you, uh, you hike up to the top of Mount Washington, which is higher than 6,000 feet above sea level, you hike to the top and the temperature up on the top is, say, 50 while it's uh, 75 at the base, that's the lapse rate. You lose about 3.7 degrees Fahrenheit for every 1,000 feet you go up in the atmosphere. But when you get a situation where you are losing temperature uh, at a higher rate than 3.7 degrees Fahrenheit for every 1,000 feet, say you're losing 6 degrees Fahrenheit for every 1,000 feet, that is called an unstable atmosphere. That is called instability in the atmosphere. And that can cause these April showers. So essentially what I'm saying, Dan, is the upper atmosphere has been fairly mild. So we've had a fairly stable lapse rate. So that's why we have not had any April showers. But it does look like the upper air pattern is shifting enough coming up into the next week, starting next week, that we will have cold air aloft. So as the day heats up, as the sun heats up the ground and uh, the upper atmosphere is cold, we will have a lapse rate that becomes unstable and all of a sudden these April showers are going to start to pop up. Now they usually occur, usually occur, if they're not associated with a storm system or a front, They usually occur in the afternoon at the warmest part of the day, and it makes perfect sense. So say the uh, say in the upper levels of the atmosphere over Connecticut right now, the temperature is, say, uh, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, thousands of feet off the ground. And then, uh, you know, you start heating up the ground and it's uh, 40 in the morning. 
you've got a fairly normal lapse rate. And then it's 50 by noontime, and then it's 60 around 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Then you've, st you've got the, the steepest lapse rate. So it's 60 at the ground, but it's still 20 degrees, uh, you know, somewhere up in the upper atmosphere. So you've got uh, the, the temperature decreasing rapidly with height. That's an unstable atmosphere, and that's when we get April showers. And that's when they typically pop up, the warmest part of the day. But then when the sun starts to go down in the evening and the ground starts to cool, the atmosphere starts to, quote, stabilize, unquote. So that's why we have these April showers, and they're primarily in the warmest part of the day. And I think that's going to start to happen next week. Because the air over us now, say I'm saying next week, uh, you know, somewhere thousands of feet above our heads, it's going to be 20. Uh, this week, thousands of feet above our heads at the same spot, it's 40. So we do we have a more stable lapse rate in the atmosphere. But next week, it's going to become unstable with cold air aloft. And that's why I think we're going to start to see April showers. I want to talk a bit about action carpet and floor covering, one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. It's that time of year when perhaps you're looking at remodeling your home and you want new floors or maybe new tile in the bathroom. The place to go is action carpet and floor covering in Simsbury, founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake. Action carpet and floor covering serves both residential and commercial customers. They offer brand-name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs and tile, plus backsplash. Yes, it is time to think about remodeling the home for spring. And that's where Action Carpet and Floor Covering comes in. By the way, free estimates on all installations from Action Carpet and Floor Covering. Free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high-pressure or hot water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning, and much, much more. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. 860-651-8406 or go online at action-carpet.com action-carpet.com Action Carpet and Floor Covering a full service flooring company Brad, it's interesting that uh, we get a this time of year discrepancy more so than uh, maybe even later in the in the season as far as temperatures along the shore versus interior Connecticut, and uh, there's a sea breeze at play. How about talking about that? Oh yeah, Dan, and it's uh, really accentuated this time of year uh, because the water temperature uh, lags. The, the 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 water temperature lags. It takes a long time to heat up the oceans and the sun works on it every single day, but it takes a long time to warm up the oceans. And uh, even when the oceans do warm up, you can have situations where like a big storm comes along and you get huge waves and you get upwelling from uh, down below in the ocean and that colder water comes to the surface and so forth. But let's just say that, um, you know, over the course of the winter, 
the water temperature off the Connecticut shoreline got down to, say, between 35 and 40. That was when it was at its coldest, the ocean water this year. Of course, you know, the, 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 the sound did not freeze over. You get maybe once every hundred years you have a cold enough winter or maybe once or twice every hundred years you have a cold enough winter that the sound really starts to freeze up but you know this year maybe the the uh, low temperature of the water was 35 or something like that well now dan it's about 45 so let me give you an example Today, the water temperature of Long Island Sound and the adjacent Atlantic Ocean is about 45 degrees. Now, the air mass temperature for over inland Connecticut, let's go up to the Massachusetts border, say around Enfield. So, you know, maybe I'm predicting the high temperature today to be 70 in Enfield. Well, that's a discrepancy of 70 degrees at the Massachusetts border and 45 degrees. Uh, the temperature of the water of Long Island Sound. So what ends up happening is the warm air is molecularly lighter and less dense, and it begins to rise. So you've got warming air rising over the land, and you've got the cold air over the ocean rushing in to fill the void. So what you end up with essentially is a rotary circulation that goes on. So the, the air, let's just uh, go down to Hammonasset beach, for example. And as the, as the air temperature starts to warm over Northern sections of Madison and Northern sections of Guilford, that air starts to rise because it's lighter, molecularly less dense. It starts to rise you would have a vacuum unless air comes in to fill the void. So that air comes in off Long Island Sound, and what you essentially have is from southern sections of Madison and Guilford, so West Brook, Old Saybrook, right along the shoreline, right at the beaches where the, where the water comes into the shore, you've got that cold air is rushing in, and it's moving into where the air is rising, uh, might might occur 10 miles inland, might occur some days 20 miles inland or whatever, and you essentially have a rotary circulation setting up there. And that is the sea breeze, and that's how the sea breeze forms. All it is is the cold air off the water, the ocean or Long Island Sound, rushing in to fill the vacuum of the air rising, the warm air rising over the land. So it's pretty easy to, um, to figure a sea breeze. And what I always like to do as a first approximation is uh, size up what I think the air mass temperature is worth over interior Connecticut when you get far enough inland to get away from the sea breeze. So again, let's use the example of Enfield or, uh, you know, you're going up toward the Springfield, Massachusetts area or something like that. So what you have there is is uh, 70 degree air, but we can project that out into the summer when it's uh, when it's 90 um, say it's 90 over Springfield and the, and the water temperature of Long Island Sound is 60. So that's a temperature discrepancy of 30 degrees. Now, if you, if you mix those two air masses, the 60 with the 90, uh, pretend it's in a big mixing bowl and you're mixing it all together because that's what's happening. The cold air is coming in, replacing the 
the warm air that's rising and it's moving around in a rotary circulation. Remember, I always say about meteorology, north, south, east, west, up and down. So we've got north, south, east, west, up and down here, which is the big thing. The rotary circulation going on. You mix 90 with 60. Midway between 90 and 60 is 75. So when I'm trying to predict a sea breeze, I always use that, mixing the air mass temperature with the water temperature as my high temperature for, say, a Connecticut shoreline point, for example, Mystic or Old Lime or Old Saybrook or something like that. So in the instance I just gave you, I might say today, uh, if it's a summer day, high near 90 inland, uh, 75 to 80 along the shore, something like that. So that's how you get a first approximation of what the sea breeze can do. Okay, this is very fascinating. Now I need to ask you about this past April 4th, 5th, 6th, and even 7th inland. I know where I was. We got a considerable breeze out of the north. I read that it had to do with a low-pressure system that was out in the Atlantic that just kept spinning. Uh, What was the reason behind that persistent breeze? Yeah, well, we talked about that on the podcast last week, Dan. I, I talked about a big storm um, in the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday time frame, um, especially highlighting Monday and Tuesday near Nova Scotia. And they've been getting pounded with a nor'easter there. So Nova Scotia is up to our northeast. So picture a storm sitting near Nova Scotia with its counterclockwise circulation around low pressure. So that would give us a northerly wind. Now, this is going to sound weird, but this time of year, a northerly wind can be a warm wind in Connecticut because it's coming off land. The cold winds this time of year, once you get into um, April, May, June, July, are anything coming out of, say, the northeast, the east, the southeast, and even the south, because uh, if you look at the geography of uh, New England and the geography of where Connecticut is, any one of those breezes, northeast, east, southeast, south, ultimately comes off the ocean or the sound. So uh, with the, the air temperature of the ocean and the sound at this time of year being a lot colder than the the uh, air temperature over the land, that that would mean that when you get a northerly wind coming down from Vermont or whatever, it can be much warmer than the wind, say, if it was coming in from strong from the south and coming in off of Long Island Sound. It would be a lot cooler. So uh, it sounds... Um, it sounds weird to say that a northerly wind can bring in mild air, but this this time of year, Dan, it's all about the surface wind direction, and if the wind is ultimately coming off the land or if the wind is coming off the ocean. Brad, let's take a look at the weather map. I'm noticing temperatures in the southeast that are going to be perhaps a bit above normal, and even out in Colorado, and we like to use Denver sometimes as a yardstick, temperatures are going to be around 60 or a bit higher. What's going on on the weather map? Well, uh, on the weather map, Dan, we've got a high-pressure system, uh, which is right now 
giving us gorgeous weather. It's centered from uh, southern New England to New Jersey, so it's essentially right over us. And it's going to stay that way uh, through the day tomorrow, which would be Friday, April 9th. The high-pressure system will be over Long Island. Um, so what we're looking at here is with the high-pressure system essentially over us, we are not going to have much of a gradient wind. Um, so we're having much less in the way of wind today, or the wind would be close to calm. So that ends up setting up that sea breeze that we just talked about, because what's going to happen is the land will warm up today. The air will start to rise and something will have to replace that vacuum. So the wind may be calm right now. If you live down on the shoreline and right by right now, I mean, this morning in the morning, um, if you live along the the Connecticut shoreline, but as the day progresses and the land mass of Connecticut and southern New England heats up, the air will start to rise over the inland sections and cooling air will start to come in off the ocean. So we will see that sea breeze today. We will see that sea breeze again tomorrow. Uh, by Saturday, the high will be off the southern New England coast. The gradient wind will be coming around to south, so the, the whole state will see a southerly wind. And also in advance of a storm system on Saturday morning, which will be out near Lake Superior. Now, by Sunday morning, we're going to see low pressure around Detroit with a warm front through New Jersey. So the warm front will be south of Connecticut. It'll come out through New Jersey, but we'll have milder air riding up and over some cool air here uh, on in New England. And that's going to produce showers beginning during the day on Sunday. Monday, I'm looking at chilly high pressure over Quebec province and uh, low pressure stretching from Detroit to Delaware. So Monday, we could have some scattered showers and cool temperatures because of that, um, that uh, cold high to the north. Now, on Tuesday, it looks like a cold front will be in western New York and central Pennsylvania. It will be approaching. It'll be moving through Connecticut on Wednesday. So again, Wednesday, some scattered showers could be in the forecast with, uh, with a frontal passage. And then on Thursday, we will have a secondary cold front, uh, which Thursday morning of next week should be out near Buffalo. So that's about a week hence. And uh, another cold front approaching with a chance of more scattered showers uh dan as we when we transition here to the crystal ball segment i'll talk about the upper level configuration and that's going to be the key to why we're going to be getting these april showers as i described earlier in the uh, broadcast here okay that's a perfect segue because a week from today we will have already reached mid-month the mid-month of february uh, mid-month of february mid-month of april so that said, look into your crystal ball. What does the weather look like down the road? Well, the uh, European computer model, Dan, uh, these are 2 p.m. temperatures that I have extracted here from this morning's uh, computer run. Uh, uh, 67 today at 2 p.m. This would be in the greater Hartford area. 67 on Friday. 67 on Saturday. So we continue with this mild pattern. Uh, here on Thursday, April 8th, the average high temperature, the normal high temperature, should be 
57 degrees. So those are weather records that go all the way back to 1905. So we have 116 years of weather records we're averaging. And when you average the high temperature on every uh, April 8th, you come up with a, uh, an average high temperature of 57. So that's where we should be. We will be running about 10 degrees above average uh, today, uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, April 9th, Saturday, which is Saturday, April 10th. But then it starts to turn a whole lot colder. Uh, continuing on with these uh, European uh, computer model, high on Sunday, 58. High on Monday, only 50. Uh, Tuesday, 57. Wednesday, 60. Thursday, 53. And Friday, 57. So you can see we've been getting spoiled here in interior Connecticut with a daytime high uh, near 70. Next week, uh, temperatures will likely hold in the 50s the, the entire week. So it'll, it'll be quite a change, and it will be a noticeable change. And in addition to the fact that it's going to be cooler, Dan, we will have April showers periodically next week. And... Uh, that really is good news because, again, we've had no measurable rainfall here since uh, April 1st. So we've gone a full week. It looks like we're going to go three more days without any rain. But then after that, it looks like we're going into a showery pattern. And uh, that's good news for sure because we, we can use the rainfall. Uh, the 6 to 10 day outlook, which would be Tuesday, April 13th through Saturday, April 17th, we've got a big ridge out west uh, over the Pacific Northwest, over the Rockies, a big dip in the middle part of the country. It looks like the core of the coldest air will be centered right in the nation's heartland between Kansas and Oklahoma. And then the jet stream kind of racing from there through New England. So it looks to me like it'll be fairly normal here with warm weather to our south and cold weather to our north. And, and here it's like uh, the, the uh, porridge and Goldilocks. It's going to be just right. Uh, it looks like the uh, Florida is going to be warm next week. Uh, and as I said, the Pacific uh, and the Rockies uh, warm next week. But then that big dip in the middle part of the country, the core of the coldest air there, and then the jet kind of right racing through New England. So it looks like, uh, to me, normal temperatures with scattered showers. And again, those normal temperatures this time of year, April 8th, 57, the average daytime high, 36, the average nighttime low. Now, going out farther into the following week, uh, you know, our 8 to 14 day outlook, which would take us up to Wednesday, April 21st, the cold air shifts east a little bit, uh, more into Arkansas, Mississippi, uh, Alabama area. We are normal to slightly cooler than normal here. And with the jet nearby and the cold air aloft, I think we will have slightly above average precipitation uh, coming up over the next two weeks. You know, you like to talk about the jet stream. So where is that jet stream and when will we see signs of the jet stream lifting to put us on the warmer side of things? Well, I don't see that, Dan, at least through uh, the, the beginning of the third week of, of uh 
of April, uh, because I, I do see the big ridge uh, being located out in the west, and um, it's, it's like waves on the ocean. You have a ridge and a trough and a ridge and a trough, and it goes that way. So with the big ridge out over the Pacific Northwest and through the Rockies and up into the Canada Rockies, and a big dip in the middle part of the country, uh, I see no um, significant warm-up here. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is um, I, I see no, no pattern where we're going to start to get into, uh, oh, we might have a day up near 80 or something like that or even into the 80s. And you certainly can do that in the month of April. But I, I don't see that at all. I think the jet is going to be too close to us for the next two weeks or so. Uh, the cool air will be too nearby. So um, I, 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 I think we're going to see more normal type April weather. And that means uh, that means 50s, in, in not, that, not this near 70s stuff we've been having. It means 50s and it means scattered showers. Okay. On that note, before we put a wrap on things, how about giving us the forecast? And again, we are putting this podcast together on April the 8th. All right. Well, we've got three good ones coming up, Dan. No question about that. For the rest of the day today, Thursday, April 8th, it's sunny, 66 to 72, but cooler at the Connecticut shoreline, likely in the 50s there, 38 to 44 degrees or so overnight tonight. Coming up for Friday, it looks like a mostly sunny day, similar temperatures, uh, 60s to low 70s inland. Uh, mainly upper 50s, right around 60 at the Connecticut shoreline. Saturday, we will start to see an increase in clouds, which will be kind of foreboding of what's coming. But Saturday looks like a fine day as well. Temperature between 66 and 72 inland for the high temperature. But then by Sunday, scattered showers. Temperatures were going to cut about 10 off. So we'll say 56 to 62 on Sunday. Monday is just downright chilly. Scattered showers on Monday and chilly with a temperature reading of 48 to 54 degrees. So cooler than average for sure. Tuesday looks partly sunny, a decent day, but cool. 56 to 62, which is just about seasonable for the time of year. Wednesday, it looks like we're into more scattered showers, temperatures between 56 and 62. And then Thursday, partly sunny with an April shower or two. That's because the upper atmosphere will be cold. Scattered showers probably in the warmest part of the day, but temperatures on Thursday only in the 50s. So uh, next week is a, uh, a definite trend back to what you would expect in April. Uh, the the uh, clouds developing, especially in the afternoon, the scattered showers and the coolish temperatures. Well, we need those May flowers, right? We absolutely do. And we do need this rain, Dan. Again, by the time we get some rain on Sunday, it will have been 10 days with no measurable rainfall at all. Okay. Well, Brad, on that note, we always like to thank our first responders. They are on the front lines. The pandemic does continue. We can't lighten up, that's for sure. And they're out there every day. So a big thank you to them and, of course, to you and Sandy and our podcast audience. Have a great weekend. 
Well, Sandy gets shot number two, uh, I believe it's Moderna for Sandy on Saturday, and I get shot number two, Pfizer, on um, Monday. So, yeah, we will thank those frontline responders, Dan, and you and Susan have a terrific weekend as well. Thank you very much. And, uh, well, again, thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast, and uh, that is going to do it. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service, family-run flooring company.